Welcome to the Outsmarts podcast. My name is Vary Petrovic and we're here today with Louise DeMarie. She's an SEO writer and owner of Mud Creative. Welcome Louise and thanks for joining us. Thank you Vary, it's great to be here. It's great to have you. Um, we're going to talk a wee bit about effective website writing and copywriting but I wanted to start first of all by asking you a wee bit about yourself and about your company Mud Creative. Yes, you bet. Um, as you said, I'm an independent SEO writer. My career started about 20 years ago in video production, um, where I was a writer-producer for ITV in Edmonton. And uh, after that term, I decided that I wanted to go on my own and focus on the written word. Um, a number of years ago, I was asked to write my first website. It was for Canada Trust to introduce their online banking service, EasyWeb. And I remember thinking, this is so much fun. And I knew that at the time I had to get on that train and see where it would take me. Okay. Um, so about six years ago, I was introduced to SEO, or search engine optimization. And uh, I recognized that it was a burgeoning area in the web uh, field. And I knew that I needed to learn more about it. Um, I don't believe that I could say I write effective websites without a solid understanding of SEO. Mm -hmm. That's very important. Now, the idea behind Mud Creative um, stems from the fact that today's web users are no longer just passive readers. They get uh, immersed in the web. They, they're in, totally engaged with it. And uh, the, the web has become like marketing quicksand. The problem is that to a lot of companies out there, it's still a big black hole, and they know they need to be there. They just don't know how to take advantage of the many opportunities that exist on the web today. That's right. There's so many different things that they can be doing and so many different um, ways that they can market online. But I think the confusion is, well, where do we start and what's the best way to do it for our company? I find, certainly, in, in my role. Yes, absolutely true. Um, it's, it's mind-boggling. It really is, if, if you're not, you know, totally familiar with it. So at uh, Mud Creative, we, we help them in a number of ways. First of all, we help them to create a presence that includes a story and a look that is unique to them. Then we construct inroads to the site that will drive traffic. And then we give their visitors reasons to stay and to come back. Mm. And so... Um, of course, SEO plays a huge part in all of that. Of course, yes. I've I've heard the term making your website sticky. Absolutely sticky. Yeah. This is, is good. <laughs> so can you tell me a wee bit more about SEO writing, what it is, and, and we kind of touched on it, but why essentially it is important? SEO writing is the process of writing content for the web that appeals not only to Internet users, but it also attracts the search engines. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, there's only two ways people are going to find your site. One, if they understand, or if they recognize your URL or your website address, and secondly, if they, you know, find it through the search engines. Right. That's a very important uh, area to build on. Sometimes it's like finding a needle in a haystack, Zoe. For sure. <laughs> well, SEO writing is actually based on the strategic use of key phrases, and key phrases are the search terms that web users will type into a search engine, like. Google or Yahoo, for example. Okay, the, the words that people use when they, they plug in, when they're looking for something online. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to find cheap flights to Cancun, Mexico, I would type those words into the search bar, and then the search engine 
spiders through the text of sites looking for content containing that specific key phrase. So any sites out there that are, have been properly optimized for that search term will likely be given a spot on the results pages. Okay. But that's only half the story. It sounds like a pretty easy job to just plug in key phrases throughout the copy. But the risk is that we, um, we might be losing our most important audience, mm -hmm. uh, the customer. Right. So ultimately, it's the customer we need to satisfy. Right. If the copy sounds forced or awkward, so if um, cheap flights to Cancun, Mexico is in every single sentence, then the customer you know, sees that and recognizes it, and it, it's just ridiculously redundant, right. and we'll lose that person pretty quick. So that's the sign of a site, essentially, that's been written for an engine and with no thought whatsoever as to who's going to be reading it and who their customer is. Exactly, and today's web users are far more sophisticated than that. They, right. they get it. They know. So a good SEO writer knows how to satisfy both those important audiences, the engines and the visitors. So we do it by you know, writing first a captivating story that talks to the visitor, mm -hmm. and then uh, that story has just the right mix of uh, key phrases sprinkled throughout. Right. So what would your... You know, what would your advice be as to how often, you know, obviously you shouldn't include it in every sentence, it's going to be too obvious, but, you know, should you have it once or twice on the page or does it depend on on any rules or rules of thumb there? It depends who you're talking to. Um, you know, some sites will say that uh, you need it no, no less than five times on a page, but actually... There's no scientific formula for key, what's called keyword density. Right. Um, the, really the trick is to um, put those key phrases in areas that we know the search engines are looking for them. Ah, I see. So there those, are... Those, you know, some hot spots, I'll call them, on okay. your page would be the title tag. That's the gray bar at the top of the page. There's always a bit of text up there. They look there for key phrases. Right. Um, the headlines, very important. Um, in on-page content that the headline have a key phrase in it. Okay. Uh, subheads, we want to see it in the first paragraph. Um, any photo captions or alt tags, alt tags are those lines of copy that um, show up when you, when you uh, put the cursor over a picture. Mm -hmm. um, in testimonials, uh, bulleted lists, and then just overall, a nice balance of the key phrases integrated throughout the copy is really what we want. We yeah. want to write for the reader first, search engine second. So if the, so if the content is solid with natural keyword placement, then the traffic, uh, the search engine traffic and qualified customers will follow. Right. Now, as far as the, the, the text on the site goes, is there any rule as to how much copy you ha should have there? Um, I, I tend to go by the rule of um, simplest and straight to the point as best, but I notice a lot of websites who have got reams and reams, paragraphs of information on each site. I, I know that I certainly don't um, scroll down to read it all. Do you have a, a rule that, that you would apply to that? Yes, I do. <laughs> the rule is, and I've read this several times and, and been, been told this, uh, at least 250 words a page. Oh, ah, okay. So I'm probably well within what's reasonable. Now, is there, a, is there a, an outside where it gets too much? You know, is a thousand words per page way too much? or? Um, probably. I, I think it's, um, you know, there's only so much a person will read on right. a page. 
Right. Um, so 250 words seems to be the optimum, mm-hmm. optimum because it gives the search engine and search engines enough spider food, as, I see. as we refer to it, and yet it's not overwhelming for the reader. Okay, so it's a good balance. And, and to, to sort of um, assist uh, in avoiding information overload, um, you know, we recognize the fact that web visitors are scanners. Mm-hmm. They really, people go to websites for information. That's, that's a fact. However, they're, they don't necessarily have the time to be bogged down with info. So um, what we do is we break it up in logical sections, um, and you know we use a lot of uh, subheads, and mm-hmm. then the bulleted lists are very important because those are easy to scan. Right. And if the subhead tells you what that chunk of copy is about, then you're going to stay and read it. I see. So it's it's all it's not just about effective writing; it's about how you you position it, how you use the headers and the titles. I would assume, therefore, also that if you have a if someone has a site with you know reams and reams of information, it's probably better to cut that up not just into sections but into specific pages as well, rather than overloading your visitor. Absolutely. The website has to have a natural flow of copy, right. and every page needs to logically flow into another page. Mm-hmm. And so we do that through through links, mm-hmm. internal links, um, and just by um, you know when, before we start developing a site, we build what's called information architecture, and it's like the blueprint for a website. So we know in advance how everything's going to flow. Okay throughout the site. So you have an idea of someone when they visit the site, which pages are going to land on first and where in an ideal world they would go from there. Yes, and that's a, that's actually a very good point because not everyone lands on the home page of mm-hmm. a website. Um, so we need to recognize the fact that every page needs to be a standalone story. It has to have a purpose for being there. Right. And it needs to... Um, uh, it, it just needs to present the story in its entirety without getting too long-winded, but also it can't be a dead-end page. And I see this often, mm. um, product pages, for example. Um, the, the writer will just you know, write about that product, and then at the end, there's no call to action. There's no you know, asking for the sale. Like okay. there, you, you have to be sure that every page leads them somewhere else. Every page makes them want to do something. So would it link back to maybe a contact page? You should contact us or, you know, should it be a different page for every page that you're writing? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Now, Louise, what is the difference? I know that you have, as you mentioned, you've experienced both worlds, the virtual world and, and more traditional writing, as it were. Um, what what are the the differences that you've you've come across between the two? When we're talking about a website, the difference between traditional copywriting and SEO copywriting is basically the difference between corporate brochure copy on your site and writing a dynamic site loaded with keyword rich copy that talks to both engines and website visitors. Mm-hmm. An SEO writer is usually someone who has earned his or her stripes in the offline world writing printed materials. So in other words, this person already knows how to communicate to, um, to your target market. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, knows how to uh, write for the web so that uh, you know, it's, it's optimized copy and it's, it's appealing all okay. audiences. Right. So someone who was a writer really... Um, 
in the traditional, I, I use the term traditional world, I, I hope you don't mind me using that, um, but if someone who was a writer, they wouldn't necessarily just all of a sudden be able to be a good writer for the web. You really need to understand how the search engine works. You have to understand about keywords. There's an awful lot more to it, I guess, on the website. There really is. And there, there are writers out there who, who do websites, mm -hmm. uh, but don't necessarily do SEO. Right. I just think it's a, it's, it's a valuable service that I can offer on top of my website writing. Right. Um, so... Yeah, it, it, I think it's an acquired skill and it takes some time to, you know, immerse yourself in that world and, and, and be able to promote yourself to your customers as an SEO writer. I, and I guess you, you talked about your, your first website, Canada Trust, you, you're a bit of a trailblazer because I know that I was actually one of the first in my branch back in Toronto to use the Canada Trust online banking service and I remember that so um, we we almost touched each other back there then. <laughs> you imagine, I remember thinking how exciting this was to be able to do your banking over the computer I or over the internet. I know, I was the same and I've used it ever since and that was one of the things when I actually started um, outsmarts the internet marketing side of our practice um, it, it all of a sudden hit me that you know I've been a pioneer on all of these things I've used them all I'm hugely passionate about how the internet can help us enhance our business mm -hmm. um, and I look back on those days and, and think yeah you know I was a bit of a trailblazer then too I, I actually um, I think I told you I sold one of the first e-commerce sites back when most people hadn't even heard of the internet <laughs> So it's good to have been around all this time and, and it must be great for you too to see how things have evolved. As you say, things have really changed and users are getting much more savvy. Um, visitors to websites are, are, are expect more. You know, in those days it was fine to get away with having a static site with just some information, but really users these days expect us to be able to, to do more on a website, to be able to interact more effectively. It's more of a community rather than just a, a, a billboard, if you were. Oh, true enough. I, I say this all the time. I am so excited to be working uh, in this day and age because there are tremendous opportunities for us out there and for our clients. And uh, I, I just, I, I'm really happy that I have made the effort to you know, keep up on the on the new technologies and the changes that are going on in the web world. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a great time to be a professional in this field. It, it's very exciting and it's very interesting. And um, you're obviously passionate about what you do too. It's, it's fantastic to be doing something that you, you enjoy um, um, so much really and, and I feel the same but we're kind of getting off topic here a wee bit I want to bring us back to the last few questions I have sure. um, what other factors are important when, when you're writing text for a website and I'm, we've talked a wee bit about the search engines and the audience but I'm thinking more along the lines of you know, the competitors considering what they're doing out there and that kind of stuff what other factors do you consider when you're writing for the website well, we already talked about the fact that every page must flow logically mm -hmm. from one to another in the site and never to leave any dead-end pages. Right. That's a big no-no. Right. Um, the other things that, uh, the other factors that are important um, are to incorporate actual testimonials from clients. Um, they give credence to your business, and uh, you can also put key phrases in testimonials um, from time to time. Hmm. Um, something that a lot of people 
overlook is telling your customers where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm always suspicious of a site that doesn't have an actual physical address. Right. Um, and I tend to overlook those sites. I don't want to do, you know, spend a lot of time on them. Right. Um, and then by the same token, you can write it into your site copy. So, you know, we serve customers uh, all across Canada from our office in Calgary, Alberta, as an I example. See. Now, there was some question, and, and the, the whole idea of not putting where you're from on there goes dates back quite a while because the reason that started happening was that companies wanted to attract the global audience and they felt that by having you know Vancouver or Calgary or whatever on their actual physical website on the contact information that that limited their ability to be seen as being global. Yeah, I mean it's a good point, um, but by the same token, um, if you don't have an address, then well, for it. For example, one of my clients is an online internet pharmacy. Now, there's a lot of question marks about dealing with online pharmacies. And so to them, you know, because they can be spammy, right? Mm-hmm. They can be yep, that's right. a lot of rogue pharmacies out there that sell only Viagra. Uh, this client is, is quite different than that. But what's important to their business is to tell their um, patients that they have a physical address, that they are real people operating a real genuine uh, business. So it builds authenticity and makes people more likely to do business if they feel comfortable. We know where they are, we know that they're a real entity, rather than, you know, maybe some company in an offshore tax haven that's trying to... (laughs) Well, exactly. You know? um, I guess what that boils down to is um, it depends what the business is. Right know who your who your customers are but uh, I know for myself if I'm if I'm not confident that I'm dealing with an with a, an actual entity mm-hmm. I probably won't deal with them that's that's a very good point are there any other factors that should be considered well just the um, uh, getting back to the point about localizing you know your your story if you have a client base that's local then you can capitalize on that by mm-hmm. mentioning your city uh, often, because local search is actually one of the easiest ways to increase traffic to your site. Ah. So it could give you a leg up on your competitors. Right. I haven't thought about pushing the, the fact that, gee, we're, you know, we've got an office down the street uh, in Calgary kind of thing. So I so think that's really important. it helps you hone in on your niche audience. So now, why? what is the benefit of a company hiring an experienced SEO copywriter like yourself? When, when, at what point they, should they consider someone like you and, and, and why? Well, an SEO writer, as part of your web development team, helps to increase rankings and convert visitors. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, a good SEO writer keeps the conversation going. So you and I both know that a website has to be a living, breathing thing in order to stay on top and to keep people coming back. That's just the reality in, in today's, uh, you know, Internet world. So an SEO writer, in addition to writing the copy for the site, can contribute regularly to the site through articles, blog entries, and updating content. Right. And then I talked earlier about how we construct inroads to a site. Um, an SEO writer builds traffic to the site through things uh, uh, like online press releases mm. and e-newsletters. Um, and finally, an SEO writer can be the keeper of your story. Right. So um, and that's one of the ways that I sell myself to my, my potential clients is as the keeper of their story. So 
because I have a strong background in, in traditional media, as well as writing for the web, I make sure that all of their marketing materials are speaking with the same voice. Right. So it's consistently branded. Absolutely. Which is and hugely important an for marketing. In a good SEO writer actually saves time and money mm-hmm. in the long run and, and builds your credibility. You know, I, I so agree with you. I find, I don't know about you, but I find time and time again that I come across companies or, or clients who have are redoing their website or they're putting up a new website and they're working with a web design firm and they think that that's all they need to do. <laughs> they need a developer or a designer and that's it. They don't really think sometimes about putting effective copy on the page or about how they're going to promote that site. Even today I find that and it's it's good to, to hear you talk a wee bit about the same experience. Um, I think things are changing. I think we're, we're getting past that and people are realising that there's more to a site than HTML. Um, but it's a bit of a hard battle sometimes. It's, sadly, it's true. You know, they, the copy is always the last thing they consider and only because um, it, it feels like it's, oh, we'll just throw it together, you know. So they'll, they'll, the clients will often say, well, we'll just provide the copy. Right. And then often that's where the project gets bogged down mm-hmm. because they don't realize, so they sit in front of the computer, right. how much work is involved in developing copy for the site. That's right. Yeah. Or they take stuff from other materials that they already have and hope that they can just slap that up there and it's going to be fine, which it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. No. It absolutely is not no, fine. exactly. Now, you know... This has been absolutely fascinating. I'm sure we've just scratched the surface and I think, you know, we might need to have another podcast in a few months to follow up on some of this stuff because it's been fascinating talk to, talking to you, Louise. Well, thank you. I have one last question and that is, have you discovered any internet gems recently, sites, social networks, tools, anything that you have come across and you think, oh, this is fantastic, I really enjoy using this? Well, the one thing that I've discovered recently, and I haven't really um, buried myself in it yet uh, to any great extent, is Google Insights for Search. Right. Are you familiar with that one? You know, I haven't used it yet. I've heard of it, but it, again, it's not one that I've actually managed to find time to spend on Yeah, I know. Same story everywhere, right? <laughs> so much going on out So there. many things to keep abreast of, eh? And so many technical technological developments. The nice thing about Google Insights for Search, if you're searching for key phrases at all, you can actually um, search uh, based on categories, geographic regions, seasonality, like it, it just deepens your, your um, search effort. Right. So um, it's kind of a cool tool. Sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to check that out and make sure that I'm using it. It's one that I can incorporate into my services as well. Mm. And the other thing I want to mention, this isn't an online tool. But, and I know you're familiar with uh, Third Tuesday Meetup Groups. Yes, I presented at one recently in Vancouver. Yes, you did. <laughs> There's one uh, that has just started up here in Calgary. And uh, as you know, it's a group that meets monthly to talk about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's a Third Tuesday group in Toronto that, as well. Yeah, I think it maybe originated there. Quite possibly. Um, I believe they're sponsored by CNW, Can- Canadian Newswire. Oh, okay. 
But uh, I have just been thoroughly enjoying going to these meetings, and um, I highly recommend them. So Yeah, I find the same for the Vancouver ones. It's always a good turnout. It's a good group of mixed people um, from some that are really using social media and using these technologies all the time to some people who are just being introduced to them. And it, it's very casual, so you feel very comfortable about talking and sharing information with people. I've enjoyed those as well. Yeah, and maybe that's what I like about them so much, is that they're very laid back. That's right. You don't have to feel like you have to be on your graces <laughs> when you're when you're at those meetings. I enjoy them too. Well, listen, Louise, this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I've certainly learned a lot, and I do appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me today. Oh, my pleasure. I Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, and it, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's great. Thank you. Thanks for listening once again to the Outsmarts podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on LinkedIn, Facebook. My name again is Vary Petrovic. The company is Outsmarts, that's with a dash in the middle. We would love to connect with you on any of these forums. Our next Outsmarts podcast is going to be with Fiona Walsh. Fiona is the CEO of FM Walsh & Associates, a company dedicated to growing business. We're going to talk to Fiona about the key qualities of a successful entrepreneur, how a small business owner can grow their business in the current economic climate. And we're also going to talk to Fiona about her own presence in social media. Look forward to that one soon. Thanks again and in the meantime, take care.